This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or feel free to visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, feel free to click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group, and you can watch some videos videos on different types of financial topics. And please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or if you want to set up a face-to-face or even a virtual meeting with me. Now picture this, it's a scene I've heard often from clients. You're almost retired or are early in retirement and you're feeling excited. A whole new lifestyle is in front of you, just waiting to be explored. You're whistling a happy tune and nothing is gonna get you down. And then you walk down into the basement and what do you see? Boxes and boxes of stuff. Old furniture you know, pushed against the wall, covered in cobwebs. You begin opening the boxes and you can't believe what you're seeing. National Geographic magazines from the 80s. Eight-track tapes from bands you wouldn't publicly admit you ever liked. You know, old shoes, ancient Christmas decorations, and maybe even some yellowed report cards. You know, we believe in retirement is simply about simplifying your life so you have fewer responsibilities and more fun. But man, oh man, that junk is about as far from simplifying as you can really get. Now, according to the theme for today's show is simplify your life to enjoy your retirement. But before we begin unpacking today's show, let me introduce to you my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Well, I'm doing great, Corey. And wow, uh, this one hits close to home (laughs) because uh, we went through this with my mother-in-law and now we're starting to go through it with my parents. You accumulate a lot of stuff, and my wife and I have been married 28 years. We've owned our home almost 23 years, and so um, it's just the we look at all the stuff you accumulate. When you've owned one house for 23 years, you accumulate a lot of stuff, especially we have three kids as well who have grown up in that house over the years. So uh, we've got too much stuff, and we've been trying to... Um, you know, really downsize and get rid of stuff. But wow, it's harder than it's harder than it sounds. <laughs> You'd think, oh, that's oh, yeah. going to be easy to declutter. But, you know, I want to tell my wife, hey, if we haven't used something in over a year or two years, let's just throw it away or give it away or take it to goodwill. Um, that's not as that's easier said than done for some people. Let's put it that way. I mean, I Tony, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, it's uh. It's something that, uh, you know, one of the things we try to do, we try to do the exact same thing every year. Do we use it? If we, you know, if we don't use it, we try to get rid of it. It yep. is kind of tough to do. Yeah. And you know, the one thing that, um, 
that I will say is because I'm a, you know I'm part also of downsized Columbus here and and you know uh, we do a, you know a couple things every year uh, you know for for uh, pro, you know for clients and prospects yeah just talking about being able to downsize yeah and here's the one thing I always you have to, most people need to really remember or try to think about 95 percent of your stuff your kids don't want <laughs> that's true so they always think that i'm saving it for my grandkids yep. or saving it for my kids nobody wants your junk nope just you know it's it's tough for you to for people to realize or you know become to a realization that that it is junk but it, it you know not at the end of the day no one else wants it so right. you need to kind of go through it and i think it's going to be a good discussion today yeah I think it is too, uh, Corey, and uh, I know we've both had uh, some good weeks, uh, spent some time off with family, but uh, now we're jumping back into it. And simplifying your life so you can better enjoy retirement is a great topic. And, you know, I like this because I like it when we can remind people that enjoying retirement, it's about more than just the money. We talk a lot about finances on the show, uh, but that's not the only aspect of it. Yeah, Tony. I mean, I I, mean, I totally agree with you, you know, about that. You know, as a financial service professional, you know, my primary focus is ensuring that my clients have the strategy they need to, of course, build their preferred retirement, make sure they don't run out of money. But I also, info, you know, emphasize that they also need to consider retirement more broadly than just, you know, dollars and cents. So today we're going to use a AARP article titled 10 Things to Throw Away Right Now that reinforce some of the things that I've told my clients but also hit, you know, hit me with some new insights as well. Yeah, that's good. And it seems like the whole concept of minimalism is getting more and more popular. I mean, there's books and TV shows and articles praising uh, the virtues and the advantages of getting rid of stuff. So uh, what's the first thing uh, you would suggest? Well, you know, just like we've been discussing, it's really, you know, how much easier life can be if you just have fewer possessions. Yeah. You know, imagine moving into a smaller home or making your current home, you know, easier to maintain. You know, visions of less stuff and fewer chores may be all the motivation you need to begin the decluttering process. You know, as you begin this process, you should get rid of anything that doesn't add, you know, clear value. If you took up, you know, cross-country skiing 15 years ago, but eventually gave it up. What good are those skis sitting in the corner of the garage, you know, doing, doing something <laughs> your grandkids aren't going to want it because they're out of date. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, they're only taking up space, you know, getting rid of them or selling them for a few bucks gets you one step closer to having that, you know, more than anything, just an easier life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you on the skis. All three of my children were in cross country skiing and now they don't do it anymore, and we have all the ski equipment, boots, poles, skis, cluttering sure. up the garage and the, and the entryway closet. But yeah, and I think decluttering, especially once you reach your fifties and sixties and have decades worth of stuff, it's going to seem like a monumental task. But I think if you start out by getting rid of one big thing, like the skis in your example, maybe that's just what you need to get motivated, right? Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right, Tony. And and really, the next thing that you should avoid keeping are things you know that the article labels as just in case items. Uh, now, this is an easy trap that many people fall into. That couch covered in cobwebs that I mentioned earlier in the show, chances are it's down in the basement just in case. 
You know, maybe a kid or a grandkid is going to need it for their dorm or their first apartment. Or maybe you should keep it just in case you can reupholster it and then sell it. One just-in-case leads to another, and suddenly every nook and cranny in your home is filled with just-in-case junk. So if you know you'll never need to kick, you know, need to need to kick back on that couch again, it's time to let it go. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good example. And again, if you're early in retirement, decluttering has a lot of importance. But if you're a year or two from retirement, why not start the process then? I mean, that way, once you are officially retired, all that junk removal work is already behind you. And trust me, as you get older, your family will appreciate it as well. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Tony. You know, and for many, you know, photos and and paper are a fact of life as well. You know, they go into boxes, kitchen drawers, plastic storage bins until you practically, you know, practically surrounded by it all, you know, by all of this. Now, when it comes to photos, begin by getting rid of duplicates and blurry copies with, you know, photos you want to keep, scan them in and create digital albums, which I know has become pretty popular out there as well. Well, yeah, and I, I'll be honest, we've got boxes of photos, and we, we, we don't want to just throw them away, and I have old photos I got from my parents and of Sarah's family that we want to keep, but you know, we're like, oh, we'll scan them in, and then we can get rid of these boxes of photos, but you know, saying you're going to do it and doing it, two different things, Corey, uh, but I, you know, we tend to hang on to old bills and bank statements, too, and and that's something my wife and I are trying to get better with. We went and found, you know, we found, you know, receipts, shoeboxes full of receipts and bank statements from, you know, the early 2000s. <laughs> it's like no use keeping those. Yeah, Tony, that's a pretty common because you never know, right? Right. But like photos, important financial documents can be scanned and securely stored digitally. You know, your bank statements are often uh, easily accessible on your bank's website. You know, the idea of scanning to simplify also applies to paper items that have sentimental value. Old report cards, you know, childhood art projects, newspaper articles, letters, holiday cards, and more can all be easily scanned. That way you can enjoy looking at those items, you know, whenever you want to, you know, having having to be able to store them. And, you know, one of the nice things that we offer our clients, Tony, is uh, is our generational vault, which allows you to go in and create folders and upload and, and scan things that you can, you know, that you don't want to, you know, keep, but you want to be able to have access to in case you do need them. So, uh, you know, we offer that at, you know, no cost there's no storage limit for our clients. Wow. So it's a great way to be able to, to be able to store some of these items that are, you know, again, just adding to boxes and boxes that are sitting in your basement. Yeah. Well, and I think that's uh, amazing. And that's a great, uh, you know, that's a great tool that you offer your clients to use there, the generational vault. And I know I've used the generational vault and it's so handy to be able to upload photos or anything else, important documents, or even documents that are just important to you. Maybe it's that uh, drawing that your daughter made for you on Father's Day. You want to keep it uh, safe, but yet you don't want to have boxes and boxes of old kids' homework laying around. So, uh, that's a good idea. Now we're going to take a quick break here. Is there anything else you want to add before the break, Corey? Yeah, sure, Tony. You know, for our listeners out there, you can always visit our website at safeharboroh.com or give us a call at 614-760-0670. And we can discuss on how, how I actually might be able to answer any questions or address any concerns that you have about your path towards retirement. 
You know, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. And really the best way to take advantage of that is a scheduled complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And if you have a financial plan in place, we can provide you that second set of eyes and give you a second opinion. And if you don't have one in place, we'll put one in place for you tomorrow. So again, all you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670. All right. Sounds great, Corey. And listeners, we're going to be right back with more ways you can simplify your life to enjoy retirement here on Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. There are 96 different months you could file for Social Security benefits. There's over 9,000 combinations if you are married. But that's not all. There's advanced filing strategies that can also be used. By the time you factor it all in, there are over 20,000 calculations that need to be run to find the best way to file for Social Security benefits. To request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report from Safe Harbor Retirement Group, visit safeharboroh.com. The Social Security Maximization Report will tell you exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show today, just give me a call at 614-760-0670, or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're on our website, feel free to click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group, and you can watch some videos on different types of financial topics. Now, during the show today, we've been looking at the importance of simplifying your life to enjoy your retirement by ditching some of your extra stuff. Yeah, Uh, and it's been a good one today, Corey, but let's keep unpacking it, so to speak. What do you have for us next? Well, that article from AARP, really the next thing it recommends is trashing, actual trash. So it's a great early step that can make the upcoming larger tasks feel less daunting. You know, walk around the house, and empty your trash baskets. You know, take your recyclables to the correct bin, shred the mountain of paper you've been meaning to get to. It may sound like a simple thing, but it's a great way just to get started. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to shred uh, certain documents, uh, financial documents, things like that. And I'm guilty of allowing that pile of paper to build up that needs to get shredded or thrown away. So, uh, you know, if it ever falls off my desk, it might sweep me away. (laughs) I think a lot of us can relate to that one, Tony. And, you know, one thing that we've chatted about a number of times on our show is the idea that small things taken together can ab- can really add up to something big. So I think that's true here. You know, take out the trash and recycling and shred all that paper. You know, combine this one with the earlier step of digitizing your documents and photos. Now you're off to really a great start. Now, you know, pointlessly hanging on to broken things is another way many people end up with way too much stuff. If that beloved coffee mug from your Grand Canyon trip, you know, back when, has a large enough crack that most of the coffee ends up in your lap, it's time to let that thing go. I even have a client who told me, you know, he has two broken TVs in his garage. When I asked him why he's, you know, hanging on to them, he said it's because when you bought them, they're top of the line and he just can't bring himself to part with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you I, know, I know the feeling. TVs, Tony. You know, they change every year now. Yeah, it's true. They're they're outdated so fast. And um, I have another one that that's somewhat like that. Tupperware lids. Uh, we have a cabinet in our kitchen that whenever we open it, Tupperware containers flow out like a plastic mudslide. Uh, we have so many lids that don't fit any 
containers and containers that have no lids. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to, you know, uh, unburden myself of some of that Tupperware. I think that might be a great place to start as well. Yeah, Tony. And I would assume many of our listeners out there are in the same boat, you know, with you when it comes to their own Tupperware collections. Yeah, I know we are right. Yeah. We, we, we constantly try to go through those things that it seems like you just end up with more lids somehow. Yep. I don't even know how that even really <laughs> happens, know. but it does. But, you know, getting rid of extras is another way to simplify your life to enjoy retirement. You know, I call this one the the baseball card theory. You know, when you're a kid and you have three cards, you're going to, you know, you're going to be looking to trade a couple, you know, of those cards to your buddies. But as an adult, it's also easy to end up with duplicates you can't trade. Maybe you have a second George Foreman grill because your mother-in-law gifted to you, you know, for two straight Christmases. (laughs) Or maybe it's two weed whackers or, you know, two lawn bowling sets. Whatever it is, it's, it's likely not worth keeping, you know, that duplicate. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of duplicate stuff probably in my garage that I should get rid of. And, and get, getting rid of that second George Foreman grill, that's a funny one. Because uh, at one point in time in our lives, my wife and I actually did have two of them. They were different sizes <laughs> and one was a gift. But, uh, you know, uh, getting rid of those, it reduces your chance of stepping on one of them when it's hot and ending up with an injured foot like Michael Scott in The Office. I don't know if you remember that episode. But... I, I do remember that episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it, office is a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you know, the next thing, Tony, you should prioritize is getting rid of stuff you don't use. Now, this one can be a little tricky one because, you know, when you bought the item you're not using, you've probably had good intentions or perhaps you used it for a while before it ended up on a shelf. Or, you know, you might, you might be worried that while you don't need it now, you just might need it later. But whatever the reason, take a breath and let it go. You know, if you need to talk to yourself into keeping something, guess what? You probably don't need it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, how many would-be jugglers or unicyclists have dusting, you know, dusty bowling pins and flat-tired unicycles sitting in their garage? <laughs> I right. mean, or maybe that easel you bought online when you decided you'd become a painter. It's up in the attic unused. So there's a lot of stuff, sometimes weird stuff, that we just need to get rid of. Yeah, and the article also makes clear that abandoned hobbies are a reason many of us have too much stuff. You know, scuba gear, golf clubs, telescopes, woodworking equipment, and everything in between. You know, there's no harm in trying different hobbies during your life, but there is a harm in hanging on to that stuff longer after, you know, really after you need it. The gear you use for your hobbies may be an opportunity to put money back in your pocket. There are people out there who want to, you know, try some things you, you have, but who would prefer, you know, to start out with, you know, gently used equipment? Yeah, that's true. Some things you can sell, uh, and that's one way to downsize. And you said at the beginning of the show, you were talking about that very thing and uh, that you're part of uh, Downsize Columbus, right? I mean, that's that's what you do. And a lot of people uh, think that, I mean, if something's valuable to me, you know, uh, I was, uh, you know, I love my old, uh, I don't know what it is, a little Scooby-Doo van, because as a kid, I watched Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and so I've got a little collectible car or something. Hey, that might mean something to me, and I think it's fun, but my kids don't want it. They don't care about that kind of stuff. I mean, we all have so much of that kind of, um, I don't want to use the word crap, but junk, you know, uh, laying around. And I think that goes to your point. But, um, you know, I've seen articles noting that uh, this is becoming an area of contention in some families. I mean, 
grandma wants to give that 19th century drop down desk to her granddaughter, but her granddaughter wants that desk about as much as she wants a toothache, right? Yeah, that's right, Tony. And, you know, it's an example of how important it is for older folks out there, you know, to talk to their families about these matters before anyone's feelings really can be hurt. Yeah. You know, the article first explains that while you may think your kids or grandkids want your house, odds are they probably don't. Right. You know, if you have five kids, you you know, you may think it makes, you know, sense to leave, you know, leave them your home after you pass away. But, you, you know, may you may inadvertently, you know, create bitterness. Can all five of your kids and the, their families enjoy the home at the same time? Or will they need to come up with a sharing schedule? What happens if all five families want to use the home at the same time, but there's only one room for two families? It can also be an issue if one family member utilizes the home more than the others, but still expects everyone to share taxes and up, you know, upkeeping expenses equally. So you may dodge this metaphorical bullet if one of your two kids are happy to you know buy the others out but uh, if it comes down you know to all of your loved ones harmlessly sharing the home you've left them you know you're kind of rolling the dice and what i really see more tony more than anything if you have you know usually more than two kids or two children odds are they're going to sell the house and, and split the money yeah e- even with one or two that might happen so uh i know yep. that and uh, i've seen that i've seen that Corey, and that's why you know my parents my mom, her her parents, uh, my grandma and grandpa, everybody loved that house, and so that was a. They had a lot of talks, but in the end, you know, they had three daughters, and the daughters uh, told them, "Hey, we know that farm has been in the family, but none of us want to live in that area per se, and we don't want to argue over the house, so we're going to sell it and split the proceeds. Would you be okay with that?" And eventually, they came to they came to accept that and how that would benefit their daughters the most. And so that's what they did. And I know you see that a lot working with your clients, uh, you know, as they get older and maybe they sell off possessions and leave the split, the proceeds. If you have more than a couple of kids, that's gotta be the easiest way. Like, like you say. So, um, you know, when somebody leaves that residence to their loved ones, it's, I think with the expectation that it'll be sold. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're I think you're exactly right with that. You know, that scenario still presents some challenges though, right, Tony? Right. You know, if you're entering your later years and have found fond memories of spending holidays and special moments at the family cabin with your kids and grandkids, it's really only natural to want that home to stay with within the family, but it's not always possible. You know, leaving a vacation home to your kids and grandkids means they'll take on the taxes, upkeep, repairs, and maybe any surprise expenses before making a final decision. So be sure your heirs can handle those costs. So this is another area where an open conversation is essential. You know, if you offer your vacation home to your loved ones and they decide it's not something they can handle, you may initially be disappointed, but after, you know, more thought, you may realize that selling could provide an infusion of cash that makes your retirement more comfortable. And, you know, one thing you always probably should mention to your kids is you have timeshares. Because those can actually be a disaster to get rid of, Tony. Corey, great show today, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we close the show today? Yeah, for our listeners out there, if you'd like more information about what we discussed today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or feel free to visit our website at safeharbor.com. 
OH.com. And when you do call in, you know, we can discuss on how I might be able to answer any questions or address any concerns that you have about your path towards retirement. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard here or worked so hard for here at Safe Harbor. And uh, again, all meetings are complimentary and there's no obligation. So I encourage you to pick the phone up at 614-760-0670 and schedule that complimentary no obligation meeting with me. All right, and that concludes another episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Join us again soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care, and we'll chat again soon. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.